No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we're tapping in for the very first time with Shooter Gang Coney. How you feeling, man? You know, I feel good. She on good. Yeah? Oh damn me. Yeah, we out here. We're getting a little bit a little bit deeper into sack. You know, we had a lot of good sack interviews re- realistically yeah. over the past couple of months. The whole Norcal really. We had uh Lil Bean and, and Zay Bang on here the other day. Yeah, they're my niggas, they're my niggas. And I heard them on your, your new project or your last project and yeah, everything. For sure, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So uh tell us a little bit about uh coming up in Sacramento and uh, what your early days were like. Shit, man, I mean Sack like coming up, nigga. When I was really coming up, I never really had dreams of like doing no, no other shit. Like I wasn't trying to be no rapper or something. It's like where are we from? It's just like shit. I say that shit all the time. It's like the legends, nigga, go to jail, nigga, for big shit, nigga. And you feel me? The best shit you go to jail for, that's who you is. Like the legends from our hood is doing life. So you feel me? It's just like we was just looking at shit like no hope. Where I'm from, for real, like. Nigga never thought that he'll be able to get to where I where I'm at right now. You feel me? Right, but you're from Oak Park. I'm specifically. from Oak Park specifically. From yeah. birth, or would you move around a little bit as a kid? Uh, I moved around a little bit for sure, but from Oak Park originally though. Okay, so uh, like when you were young, like real young, how much did you sort of like detect the fact, or like was there a specific moment you realized like, oh shit, is, shit is pretty lit around here? Uh, man, you know like. Probably like you feel me like it was some er, on some early shit like you feel me a nigga like get into that bro like when on early like I start you know be older homies my big cousin shit like that like everybody you start thinking my friend group like it starts to get to like where all right you feel me shit like that but I was one of the you feel me I never was watching you feel me like I was always involved so it'd be like you feel me I just shit come from where I come from like my mama African so my mom one of them mamas that. She was always tripping on me, so I always was getting in trouble. My mom would try to make a nigga not leave the house and shit like that. Like, she'll be geeking. Because parents that aren't from America are supposed to be super protective, right? Yeah, they be super. My mom super tense up. Like, my mom called the cops on me type shit. Like, my mama be, she be tripping. Like, you feel me? She was just never fucking with how it was. So, you feel me? When the nigga start, like, getting kicked out the house and shit like that, then it be like, you ain't got nobody but your homies, you feel me? And then you ain't got nothing but the streets for real. Did you feel like you had kind of like a divide from some of the other kids that you're growing up around because your mom was from Africa? Like, was that ever like sort of like a weird thing where they're like judgmental of you about that or anything? Uh, hell yeah, as a little nigga, you get roasted because you African for sure. Like, really? Niggas, niggas for sure gonna roast you. Like, you feel me? Because you different. Like, it ain't just being black. Like, I'm black and I'm African, you feel me? So it's like, Shit is damn near like segregation for real, you feel me? But a nigga don't take it like that. Like, I don't be like, it don't hurt my feelings. But for sure, it, it was rougher, like, you feel me? Being with all that around, like, hella motherfuckers. Like, I used to have an accent and hella shit, you feel me? Like, really? Yeah, serious. That's interesting. Yeah, so how long had your mom been in the United States before she had you? Uh, probably a few years. It was a war going on in Sierra Leone. That's where she from. Oh, okay. She can't, I'm the first one that was born in America. She came, you feel me, got pregnant out here, had me. Uh, she, I lived in the South. She moved to Oak Park when she had me, then moved to Fruit Ridge, then back to Oak Park, you feel me? And like, shit, that's just where a nigga grew up. That's dope. Did she like do a lot of stuff to try to like keep you in touch with your heritage and shit? Uh, not really her, my grandma, that was really my heart. She used to, she the one that like, you feel me, used to have me speak in Manday. That's her language, it's Manday. Right. I used to speak all that shit and everything. And then it's like, I start going outside too much and I forgot <laughs> how to speak that shit. Like all of it, I start not understanding it no more. I couldn't really talk to my grandmama. So like, you feel me, it just turned into that. That's funny, my dad told me that he knew how to speak French until he was like eight. And then yeah, he just that, lost yeah, it. And I'm like, like to me, I only ever spoke English. So I'm like, how the fuck did you lose it? Like, you got to hold on to that shit. That's crazy. Exactly. That's like around the age two for me. I start losing it. Yeah. And so. if you want to learn a language right now, yeah. it's like you're going to take years and years yeah. of working your ass off to learn a language. And it's like the idea that you could know it as a kid and then just forget it is pretty crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. Oh, um, all right. So what, what was your school career like? You, d- you do all right in school or? or? Uh, hell not. Nah. When I started, like, in elementary, I was cool. I used to get, like, B's and shit. And then, like, when I got to, like, seventh grade, when they really start, like, 
shit testing them, nigga, I start. I was doing bad, and then I just did bad, bad. But I was, I fuck, I graduated for sure. But I graduated cause I was in juvenile hall every summer. So I basically had summer school, and you get credits when you go to juvenile hall. So it'd be like every time I'm not at school, I'll be in juvie. Oh, okay. So I was getting credits throughout so long that I was damn near above in credits. <sighs> But I didn't have a grade, so they just put me on a graduation plan. Like, look, if you pass these, then we'll let you walk. And, like, you feel me? I had hella after-school classes and shit. I just finished that shit. But did you find it easy to focus on school when you were in juvenile hall? Like, because you didn't have as much other shit distracting you? Yeah, I ain't going to lie. It was kind of easy because I'm, like, smart. So, like, I felt smarter than everybody that was there. So it felt better when I felt like, you feel me? I was the alpha male when it came to being smart. <laughs> because like when you're on the street, I mean, doing school, like, hey, you could do good in school, but you got to choose school over hanging out with your homies, trying to holler at a yeah. girl, playing video games, watching TV, five million other things you would rather be doing. So yeah. it's like when I feel like, you know, if you're locked up, basically, then I mean, doing yeah, good is not going to be as hard. right? It ain't nothing else to do. We don't got homework in juvie. So it's like. It's cool. You just go to school. I, and that was my main problem in school. I didn't do homework. I just mm -hmm. refused. So it's like, you feel me? Me being able to be in juvenile hall and go to this shit and do my homework. It was, I mean, do my work in class. That was easy. You feel me? Right. Where were you get, where was the first time you went to juvenile hall? How did that start happening? Uh, Like 14, 15, I had went down my knees for uh, beating this one nigga up that told on us. And then... uh. Yeah, they gave a nigga like a saw with a deadly weapon, like gang enhancement or something on some gay shit. And then, you know, after that, you feel me? After a nigga did that, it's like when you get put on probation, you just be stuck in this loop, you feel but me? But they gave you like, the gang enhancement when you were 14 for just beating a dude up? Yeah. But were you actually like affiliating yourself with a specific gang or like what? Nah, you feel me? Time? That's what they trying to, like, that's what they was trying to put on us right. at the time, you feel me? Like, if a group of niggas just beat a nigga ass, then they're gonna say it's a gang. Cause normally me? when I hear the gang enhancement, it's way more serious shit. Where it's like, you know, somebody got shot and there was somebody associated, all these guys associated with it, like benefit in the public eye or through their rap careers or whatever. Yeah. That That's what I've heard a lot with the gang enhancement. It sounds crazy to use it for just like a couple guys beating yeah, another dude DA, up. The DA will tell you that, man. But you feel me on some regular shit? It was like, we just got in a fight, bang blood, they put gang enhancement mm. on it because it's a group of us and the police know us. And that was the first shit I was fighting. I also feel like blood is too, like that is too big of an umbrella term for that to even be the gang. Like it should have to be more specific, I would think. It, it gotta be more specific. I Damn. mean, you can't tell me what I'm doing, you feel me, why I'm trying to do it, man. You know, mm. that's what they just be trying to do. Damn, that's fucked up. But so, okay, they throw you in there for how long for that one? Uh, I did like they gave us like four months. We did like two months in there, two months on ankle monitor. And uh, how was what was your first impression of it? You enjoy it or was it horrible? Uh, man, at first when I went down, I was like, at first I thought it was gonna be worse, and I was like, man, this is cool. It ain't even. <laughs> it don't even matter for real. And then it was just like shit, waiting to come home, but. Man, it just never, it, it never really affected me like that. Like, it was three meals a day in that motherfucker. So it was like, you feel me? I used to be like, shit, it's whatever. Right. So that wasn't something that was guaranteed when you were younger? Three uh, meals a day? Shit, I mean, hell nah. So you feel me? Like, being in there, it was like, shit, I know I'm on a track to eat. I get bigger in here, you feel me? Like, when I'm out, I be hella skinny. Like, you feel me? All that. So I just was, I ain't saying jail cool. Like, it wasn't cool, but it was just like, Shit, Juvie was like daycare, you feel me? But like, by the time you got out, were you scared of going back? Nah, hell you, were, nah. you were just kind of like, whatever. I'm pretty. Growing up, I like knew, I kind of knew I was going to keep going back. Feel me? Not trying to go back, but it was just like, I was just like, man, in the lifestyle, it's like, it would be fake to think I'll never end up back there, you feel me? But I always knew one day I'm going to prevail, you feel me? Like, I'm doing cool right now. Like, I'm on bail, but it's like, it's some dumb shit, but. Not nothing to talk about, but it's just, you feel me? I just, I kind of knew, like, man, the lifestyle we live, it's police after us, bro, you feel me? Like, it's just like, I'm going run into trouble, you feel me? But running into trouble on a path to greatness don't matter, you feel me? As long mm -hmm. as I'm not doing nothing stupid, you feel me? Like, a gun charge, where I'm from, is regular. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of gun charges. I get caught with a gun, I mean, that's what it is, you feel me? Like, 
Niggas got to protect themselves, you feel me? And they don't give us the platform to be able to protect ourselves without calling us gang members, trying to go do something to somebody else, you know? Right, like, so even when you were young, did you already, had you already realized or noticed that you were basically set up in a fucking trap by growing up in this area where the cops are so eager to throw you in jail for a fucking long-ass time, even as, like, a 14-year-old, that there's no focus on rehabilitating you or, or helping you to understand your be the consequences of your behavior? It's just like, no, we're going to just lock you up, even though you're a kid. Yeah, I ain't really know it was that barriers till I got like probably like 17 and then I realized like the type of stuff that they was throwing at me was like crazy. But it's like before that though, I knew of course it's against us, like the system against us, but like I didn't care about being on probation or nothing until you know eventually you get older and then you want to travel and you want to mm. do stuff. Like right now it's hitting me the hardest because I'm still on probation. But it's like, you know, you want to travel, you want to do stuff, you want to, uh, you know, right now, like, main problems I got, like, you know, I want life insurance. I be trying to have, like, my kids, set my kids up for generational wealth. I, I want to do stuff, like, for the better, like, for the future, you feel me? And, like, you can't get that with probation. Right. You know, so it's like a lot of the passports, all that, and, like, you know, when you entrap somebody somewhere, they can't think outside the box. Like, you're not giving us no room to be, like, to do better. And my old POs used to not even let me leave set. You feel me? Like really? now my PO let me get some wiggle room because I proved that I rap and like, you feel me? I could move around. But you know, it's really like entrapment. Like it's like you want us to stay out of trouble, but you're trying to keep us in one city where you know everybody got problems with each other. So you know you're not trying to help us. You feel me? Or else right. you would send us away, to be honest. But it's just crazy. Well, it's crazy. What was your mom's perspective on all this? Like when you're getting sent off to juvenile hall and stuff, her not being from America, I'm sure she's looking at you like this is the worst possible scenario, right? My mom, one of them people, she blamed my partners. Mm. So like she just always used to be on some like, you feel me? It's, it's, it's my friends that's making me bad, you feel me? But my friends' parents would say it's me making them bad, so... You know how parents is, they never want to look at it like it's for real. Like, I don't never want to think they kid is a bad kid. But I don't never, like I said, I don't think I'm a bad kid. And one thing my mama will tell you is uh, I'll reap what I sow, like, you feel me? And I always, when she used to try to talk, visit me when I'm in juvie and talk, I'll just be like, man, I know what I did. I'm finna just do my time and be right back out. Like, mm. it ain't nothing to cry about. It ain't no problem. Right. Um, so were you, did you finish high school? Yeah, I graduated. Oh, because you got all those fucking credits from going yeah, to uh, juvie and shit. Yeah, juvie credits. Right. So. Um, along the way, when did, when did you start rapping? And were, was, were there, like, rappers that you were looking at when you were real young? Because when you were real young, Mozzie wasn't necessarily out yet, or was he already out at that point? I mean, Mozzie been rapping, so it's like, when I was, yeah, young for sure, growing up, it's like Snubs and Lil Nick and, like, Mozzie, like, is the main, like, that you see, like, from our, you feel me, section that's booming. You feel me? But, like, not booming everywhere, but it's, like, this is what we used to listen to. Right. You feel me? And then it's, like, I kind of got the way for, like, I don't want to start rapping, but, like, not off that, though. I probably start rapping when I was, like, I start playing around when I was 16. Like, I used to play around on the garage band on the computer, like, auto-tune and stuff <laughs> like that. And then probably, like, a little after that, I start Really, like, feeling like, all right, I could kind of, I feel like I could rap. Like, my homies was telling me, like, you know, you could put words together. Mm. So, you feel me? I start trying. You'll be in juvie writing, you feel me? And, like, I came out, and I was just, like, I had a little buzz around. Like, people listen to my stuff on SoundCloud and stuff. Right. So, yeah, after that, it just, one day it got serious when I, uh, I went down again. First, I had met, like, uh. Like Neff and uh, Neff the Pharaoh and all that, he had like he used to tell me come to his house and like record and stuff. After I met him, like I remember I used to go over there, I used to live over there for a minute. I came back, I went to SAC. They was trying to get me to come to the studio. I went to jail, you feel me? Police was looking for me. I go down with another hammer, and it was like that last time I was down, I was like 19, and then I was like, all right, I'm finna take this serious. Then you know my manager Pookie got me the little empire distribution and like from there it's been serious right ever since damn that's dope so how many gun charges in total did you get or around that time actually before i even ask that i want to ask like when did that become an obvious thing to you that you just had to start moving around that way at, at, even at a young age shit it's, 
I mean, shit, since like 12, 13. Really? That's like a reality to you even at that young? Yeah, for sure. Don't never have, don't never not have a Yiki. Wow. Since like 12, 13. And it, was there like a serious, serious police presence in Oak Park like all the time? Like, cause a lot of times when I've, I've gone to like hoods and shit, it's kind of like, yo, there's so many cameras and the cops are around like doing the rounds very consistently that like not a lot of shit goes down, but you're making it sound like it was pretty wild. Yeah, gang tasks was harassing. Gang tasks still harassing till today. They for sure. Gang tasks will bounce out on you right now. Kids in the car, make your kids get out the car, probably check under your kid's car seat, do all type of stuff. Like they've been, gang tasks been tripping ever, as long as I know. For wow, sure. that's crazy. Yeah, the black and whites ain't really the same as the gang tasks. They tripping too, for sure. But it's like the gang tasks, them the ones that act like they know us, the ones that bounce out. Hey, Coney, I heard you dropped a new album, man. Wooty Woo, you got a gun on you? That's, that's gang's ass. Because it's like their job <laughs> to know everything about what everybody has yeah. going on. So you yeah. dropping an album is like a real thing. They're probably looking through Rap Genius trying to figure out. Yeah, exactly. That's gang's ass. Damn. Okay. So you got a special kind of relationship with them. I, I avoid them, man. I stay positive. I don't even... <laughs> I don't even be I don't talk to them I ain't got nothing going on over there I just know they love me for some reason When did you like move away from the, the area that you grew up in? I'm assuming uh, you had to at some point Yeah, when I uh, I had moved I went to high school When I went to high school in El Grove But before that Like not before that But I went to high school in El Grove Then after that, you feel me? I was still like in my little area And then like I moved out When I got older I went to I had went to Vallejo like two years ago, probably. Cause I'm still young, I'm 22. So it ain't like a mm. long ass lifespan. So I just went to Vallejo. Then when I went to Vallejo, you feel me? I had met my baby mama and shit, but that's when I was working with Neff. I moved in Neff house, you feel me? And yeah, I've been putting in work ever since. What was it like when you started recording with Neff and what did he sort of teach you about rapping? Shit, I mean, uh, it was cool for sure, like, you feel me, seeing a nigga, because he, like, he for sure wanted, like, the, I ain't gonna say the first, because it's Mozzie first, but it's, like, he for sure wanted, like, the first big artist that, like, you feel me, came in a, a nigga life, like, you feel me, and showed me, like, was taking me to every show, you feel me, and, like, I was recording with him, and he reached down, did a tape with me, like, you feel me, he was just showing me, like, Shit, it's cool to fuck with niggas under you type shit. You feel mm -hmm. me? He, he wasn't making me feel like I was just under him. So, like, I appreciated that for sure. That's dope. Yeah. Definitely. So, you said Mozzie reached out to you before him, though? Uh, Really not reach out. Like, we from the same neighborhood. So, it's like everybody, we, everybody know each other regardless. So, it's like, you feel me? When Mozzie start coming to L.A. and shit like that, we start coming to L.A. and shit like that, too. And like, you feel me? That's what I got from them, like seeing outside of Sacramento. Cause mm. I never seen nothing outside of Sac for a long ass time, you feel me? But yeah. So when you were a kid, like you weren't even thinking about like what it would be like to go to San Francisco, never mind LA or, or? I didn't I didn't even know what the Bay was when I was a little kid. Oh God, I didn't know. I, I knew like E40 and shit, but I never was really like, oh, they're from here. Like I just was like, oh, it's a Bay Area over there. But I, I didn't, I for sure, I didn't know what, I didn't know what nothing was like outside of Sacramento until I was like literally like 17, 18 years old. I'm always so fascinated by that, how like, a lot of rappers will just have one other rapper who sort of like opens the whole fucking world up to them by just showing them that there's so much more to life than your neighborhood, you know? Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. Definitely. So when did you feel like your music actually started to get some traction? Um, When I bounced out of, well, I dropped this song called Location on a Flyer. And when I dropped that, I seen like my fastest 100,000 views. And then I had... I went to jail after that too. And I remember when I was in jail, I used to call home and I would be asking like, what, like what's going on, what's going up? And then I, had, I think I had like 300,000 views right there, but you know, that was, that was hella big right there. So you feel me? I remember we, uh, we was playing that motherfucker on the jail speakers in the branch. You feel me? Like what was going up? And like, you know, like I just knew, like I was talking to Pook, my manager, he was in, uh, he was at South by Southwest with Neff and them at the time. And it's like, you feel me? Shit, that's when I knew, like, all right, I'm going to get out. And I'm going to drop this tape that I already got half done. That's called March Madness. You feel me? And that was one of the tapes that took me off the fastest. 
And I already knew, like, when I get out, I'm finna drop this March Madness. And I named it March Madness because March was when the police was kicking my dough in and looking for me and shit. And they caught me in March. And I was doing my time. I dropped that shit in May, though. But I'm telling Pook, I'm like, I'm finna drop March Madness in May because, nigga, March was brazy. You feel me? And Why were they kicking your door in? Crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's there a there's a lot of shit that you gotta leave on the cutting room floor that you can't talk about in turn like in your music and shit like uh, there's there's some people that put it all out there and then there's yeah. some people that don't put anything specific out there like wh- how would you rate yourself on that man I'm a smart young dude man <laughs> leave it out there smart. yeah definitely so okay your shit starts taking off and uh, I don't know at that time were you just putting shit on YouTube or like what did you really know much about promotion or you already had the Empire deal at this point. Uh, it was just a distribution, so it wasn't like no real deal mm-hmm. where they was doing anything. I just needed a platform to drop music. So promotion, nah, I, I didn't know what no promotion was at that time. I was just dropping the music, and it was just going up. Right. Yeah. Did your lifestyle start to like change around that time? Like when? Do you, when would you say you actually started to see money from rapping? Shit, I remember I got my first check. I uh, I was on house arrest for hella long. Uh, they was on Neff and them was on E40 tour, and I jumped off. Uh, jumped off house arrest, went on the E40 tour, and then my first check was like 1,400, and I thought I was rich because <laughs> I ain't never had no money like that before. So I just remember getting that first check, and I was like, man, it's crazy. And now I'm like, I'm in a distribution, so I'm like, so if I keep driving, I keep getting money. So I just start dropping crazy, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And it just after that, like I said, I just established what I wanted to do. Right. But what was like the first big uh, single that sort of like took off on its own and had its own momentum? Uh, King Coney was my first million views. That song. Right. I, ju- I jumped out. That was my first video I dropped when I was fresh out. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it was a single called Scooping. That was for the hoes. That's on that motherfucker too. And that, like, took me off crazy, too, because they was like, oh, this nigga could talk to the bitches, too. <laughs> you feel me? I was lit right there. Define oh, scooping for the people out there. Shit, scooping? Scooping is just, you feel me? Like, a bitch that be scooping all the time, like, you feel me? She just be always trying to get up in there, like a, a scoop, a little thoot, like a thoot, a little thooter. Like, you feel me? It's just a bitch that's always trying to get up in there. But a scoop is cool, too. Like, it's cool scoops, and it's bad scoops, you feel me? Like, it's just scooping. Like, we all be scooping. Like, you be scooping. Like, you feel me? Bro be scooping. Like, it's just scooping. Like, you got a late-night hype, you scooping. Drop that's a comment cool. down below if you're scooping. Yeah, if you scooping right now, drop a comment. <laughs> well, actually, okay, so there's a girl I got to interview after this who's a podcaster, and I was listening to her podcast, and she's giving advice on how to hack into your man's phone. Oh, okay. Was that scoop behavior? So she's trying to, nah, she's trying to <laughs> stop you from scooping. That's right, okay, not scoop yeah. behavior. But it could be scoop behavior because a bitch that's doing that is probably scooping too. Mm. She might be a little insecure because she know what she's doing, man. That's when I knew the world was all fucked up when I was hearing her talk about that because I'm thinking, if I came on this podcast and was talking about hacking into my girl's phone, you know what motherfuckers would like? It, yeah, it would be man. over for me. They'd be trashing me, and these girls are talking about it all willy nilly. It's all good. Yeah, they'll think you a creep, but like Hell you feel yeah. me? You know, niggas like us, we just gotta be player and be superior men. You know? Yeah. So you don't look through your girl's phone? No, nah, I have for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for sure. A moment of weakness? Yeah, you know, sometimes it might be laying there and you might be like, hold on, but you feel me? It feels good when ain't nothing in that motherfucker. Right. No, yeah, yeah. I never looked at my girl's phone, but when I think about it back in the day, I definitely looked through some phones and definitely like seen some shit that just immediately was like, oh, I I can't fuck with her anymore. (laughs) Like, I can fuck her, but I can't. Yeah. Any thought of my heart being involved in this is over. Which yeah. is good. That's what you can get by looking through the phone. Yeah, if she is she bad for you, the universe gonna bring that to you, bro. The universe ain't gonna make you look stupid for that long. Mm. One day you'll find out. I feel it. Wait, so w- was that like a, a new thing for you making music for girls? Because I feel like you kind of came in talking street shit, true or false? I, nah, I always been versatile. Like, I, I could rap about anything, bro. So it's just like, it's just the vibe. Like, it was just one day in the studio. Like, I just made a song about killing niggas right before that. And then that beat came on and nigga tried to skip it because he thought I was just on this vibe. And I'm like, hold on, go back. 
And I'm like, hell nah, this go crazy. But you know, I was nervous. I was in the, I remember the day I was in the studio with Slimmy B and uh, my nigga Black Dre, the engineer. And I start singing and I remember I stopped on the mic and I'm like, man, this sounds stupid. And then they like, hell nah, that go crazy. And you feel me? I just kept, because I came in that motherfucker fake singing. I can't sing, but they love that shit. I think uh, what me and Currency figured out the other day that like the ultimate cheat code to making a song blow up is you got to be talking about the most violent shit, but you got to say it in a in a cool, in a friendly, way. you know, like, and he pointed out the best example, because I pointed out who I smoked the, with the Vanessa Carlton sample, and it sounds like a yeah, pop song. Yeah, yeah. He pointed out Nelly. The fucking street sweeper baby. It's a song about drive by. It was like one of the biggest songs of all time in rap history, and it's about shooting up a block. And, it, and then as a kid, you listen to it, you would never think that. Yeah, for sure. People people like that. They like it till it's real. Like mm-hmm. people fuck with that shit. You see, back in blood was going crazy. Like they fuck with that shit. It just hell be, yeah, exactly. When they see that somebody really gets hurt, people be like, oh hell nah. But it be like, man, y'all want that. Like y'all be promoting that. And I watched a YouTube breakdown of that song. They're like, oh, this song is actually about uh, uh, this rapper uh, breaking into his op's house and stealing a bunch of guns from him. So when he says <laughs> you can get it back in blood, he's threatening them to come back. And and I'm like. <laughs> Yo, that's so crazy that there's like four-year-olds out here dancing to that song. They'll never know that there's never like, know they're just talking crazy shit that people are probably, yeah. you know. That old school shit was like that too, though. Jay-Z, Nas, and they was talking about killing a nigga like a motherfucker. But mm. it just be, you kind of ain't thinking about it like that. But they for sure was gangster rapping, for real. This is true. But are, are you the type of rap fan that sort of like went back and like, looked into more like the older rap that was around before you you came around yeah i, I love i love rap music so i really listen to i was just having these niggas listen to ether in the car i'll be listening mm. to fucking you feel me still mad got black album all that shit like that old shit like i just i i like studying niggas flows because i feel like rap is hell about flow not what you say all the mm. time but me i i take what i say hella personal but you know i know as a person trying to reach an audience, people like flow. So you mm. feel me? I, I always study flow, like how the New York niggas used to like slide on the beat and like, you feel me? Like to adapt, you don't want to just sound like one thing. You feel me? That means you you come and go when you sound like one thing. Mm. The versatile always stays. So. And I think if you're only influenced by other rappers that like live roughly in the same place as you and rap roughly about the same shit as you and like yeah. all shit, if you only listen to music that came out this year, as a rapper, you're not really doing yourself any favors. Like you should definitely go listen to shit that people are not listening to, yeah. so you can find inspiration that'll make your shit sound different. You know? Yeah, exactly. Listen to shit people ain't listening to, or don't listen to no rap because you get too heavily influenced and just start sounding like the next man. You feel mm. me? And the best artists got they, the best artists got original sound. A lot of people are goats because they was the first people doing what they was doing. Not really because they're the best rapper. It's a lot because mm. they're the first people doing that. You know, a lot of young men, like, I was telling my niggas, like, they don't think, like, Jay-Z raw like that or, like, Nas and shit like that. But I'd be like, bro, like, niggas was the first niggas doing that in their time. I'm young. I don't even know. Like, I'd be having to go back and do my research and be like, if I was born at that time, I would probably say he's the GOAT, too. Mm. You feel me? But it's like, you know, we young, so we all, everybody got different GOATs. You feel me? 100%. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, I was reading this this book about Jay-Z and it like it really painted the picture because that's a rapper I've been listening to since before I even knew anything. And yeah. they kind of pointed out like he was the first rapper to put himself out there like as a hustler, like yeah. a real yeah, hustling music. drug dealer hustler who's like also just hitting you with all these gems of like yeah. life advice. And it's like that that character didn't exist in rap at the time the yeah, way that exactly. it did through him. And that like. You know, people kind of lose lose track of like how how different a lot of that shit is. You know. Yeah, I was just reading his uh, his book too. Uh, I forgot what that shit called, but got the gold, the black with the gold, the gold on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, exactly. He for sure says something about how nobody was talking about hustling, so he was the one to, you yeah. feel me, step it up. Hundred percent. Like, how open minded you consider yourself when it comes to production and shit? Because when I was listening to your most recent project, I definitely felt like you might have taken some influence from some of the shit going on in Detroit in terms of like yeah. that sort of like using some of those old samples and, and yeah. having the real fast paced beats and shit. I'm a, I ain't gonna lie, the samples 
is really I get the samples from like that's really like SOB like you mm. feel me Bay Area type shit True. to be real you feel me the up tempo like little like yeah I, it's a little flavor of Detroit in there but like I take a little of everything like shit rap it I heard Jay Z say that shit too like in his little shop interview like rap is made like for it to be like branches so it's always gonna be somebody that starts a certain era and it's supposed to build down a lot of people be mad to like give people credit but it's like you feel me at the end of the day whether you know it or not everybody kind of raps a certain way because of somebody else so you feel me once shit's passed down i for sure listen to everything and be like okay like you feel me i could get that from there and get that from there mm. i still got my own style definitely yeah. but it is interesting because when i listen to you rap I hear little tiny pieces of a lot of different rappers that I could kind of almost be like, I, I feel like I know he's influenced by this person because of the way he just said that one word. But it's not like your whole shit yeah, is yeah, like yeah. that, but it's like a lot of little tiny influences. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right for sure. Definitely. So, okay, when did you actually start working with Mozzie or start wearing the Mozzie chain? When did that conversation happen? Uh, Probably like, like 18. I think I got my shit out like 18. Like that, he had gave me the chain for showing. Like, uh, but other than that, like, where we ain't, we ain't worked hella. You feel me? I think we got like two, two, three songs or some two songs. But uh, yeah, I just got the chain and then shit. That's what it was. Okay, but did you have you didn't sign to him? No, nah, I never signed to him. It's just like it was just some. You feel me? Like, blood just was. Uh, you feel me? Giving the shit to niggas he fucked with for real. You feel me? Mm. Okay, but so were you optimistic about that turning into more at a certain point, or was it always just some more low key thing? Nah, I ain't never it 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 wasn't ever gonna be. I was never tripping about more. I wasn't. I always done made it clear, like you feel me, nigga, be trying to be independent. So like, he ain't never came at me like, hey, I'm trying to sign you to some album stuff. Shit, like it ain't never been like that. Okay. It was just like I had that, and I was just doing what I was doing. But you guys didn't really like move around that much. You just did a couple songs and it didn't. Really yeah, I had went on tour with Dog. Like you feel me, like two times. But that was like the first time I went on tour. Then I wasn't even like really a rapper yet. Okay. Like you feel me type shit. But yeah, I didn't went on tour with Dog and shit like that. You feel me? Okay. Did you guys sort of fall out at a certain point, or did you stop kicking at a certain point, or? I ain't really know like fall out blood. You know, you feel me? Niggas just be growing, doing their own thing. Mm. I feel it. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I'm like having a hard time. Like I'm looking through YouTube titles and I can't really tell like what is actually real stuff and which ones are just trying to clickbait me into believing that everybody has problems with each other. <laughs> Hell yeah, they be trying to do that shit though. You know, they be trying to play with every gangster. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was just uh, I was I was trying to make sense of it, but it was a little unclear to me. But yeah. Um, okay, so in terms of like where your career is at right now oh hey i wanted to ask this do you think that your name closes doors for you ever just because it's a very aggressive name yeah my name closed doors like a motherfucker uh, i i had a conversation with nima uh one time and he told me i should change my name mm. and uh shit i thought about i remember i talked to my partner about it and my partner was like yeah you should and then i was like fuck no nah, i ain't doing that shit <laughs> And like ever since, I was just like, shit, well, I'ma just, when history comes, nigga, they just gonna know, like, shit, I did it with this on my back. Regardless, you feel me? Like, I started this shit that, I, like, this shooter game shit isn't like just, but I, I would never take it out of my name because it was, this ain't just like, no, come, like, these is my niggas. Like, it's a lot of niggas was in shooter game that is not rappers, you feel me? Like, it, it, it wasn't just no rap group type shit. So if if I would never take that shit out of my name, because you feel me, I got niggas that died with that name, you feel me? Uh -huh. So it's like I have to keep it. If it's a curse, well, you feel me, I'm going to make it with a little burden on my back. It's funner to go against anyway. Right. Uh -huh. But so the, the Coney name, you had that before the shooter gang part of it? Like were you just Coney at some point? Yeah, I was just Coney at first. For and, sure. and so was that like, the kids giving you shit about the Joseph Coney thing because they knew that you were African, so that was like a joke, and then yeah. you just rolled with it? Yeah, exactly. That's uh, exactly okay. what it was. It was a joke. You feel me? A little African nigga with hammers and 
it turned into, you feel me? That was really, I didn't like it at first. Mm. And then it was like, fuck it, that shit kind of tight. That shit was crazy because I feel like a lot of people didn't even know about a lot of the shit that was going on in Africa with all the warlords and all the crazy ass shit. I feel like a lot of people didn't know about it. Then they had that social media campaign against Facebook. this <laughs> against this one warlord. And I was always thinking, I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do to this dude? Like, <laughs> like, they're not going to be able to stop this guy from living his, doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Like, th- it seems so crazy. All these white people just trying to, like, project their moral compass onto some a continent where they can't possibly relate to what the fuck is going on there, right? Yeah, for sure. That, that, that was just some little... I felt like it was propaganda for real, but whatever it was, you feel me, they... Pushed that name onto me, and I just, I ended up taking that shit, around with that shit. My name was SS at first, Star Shooter, and then we we made Shooter Gang, you feel me? And the SSG, we added the other S. I basically took that shit out of my name, because at first I was Shooter Gang SS, really, but I I had multiple names. I've been Ginobili, Stoyakovich. Uh, they've been calling me all this shit forever. So it's like, you feel me? At first I was Shooter Gang SS. I took the SS out of my name. We made this SSG shit, and I've changed my name to Coney. Okay. Yeah. I was actually coming in here thinking that Joseph Coney had just died, but then I Googled it, and I'm pretty sure it's not true. Oh, I thought that nigga been dead. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I read a meme. I saw a meme that said he died of the coronavirus. I'm like, damn, he ended up dying from that. But then I Googled it today, and I'm pretty sure it's not true. So Yeah, that shit clickbait. He, he be trying to get more views than me, but I be fucking with that nigga. He be trying to get more views than me? <laughs> he be trying, but I be fucking with that nigga for sure. So if you type Coney into the fucking... YouTube when right I, now? Who, when who's I, winning? When I used to type Coney, he for sure was popping up first. Yeah. But right now, I'm popping up there, homie. Wow, that's actually pretty tight. That's like a real battle right there. Yeah, for sure. I'm fucking with dog. There's some, like, bacteria called Adam-22, so I'm, I'm up against that. What, Coney? No, there's, like, a bacteria oh, called, called, like, Adam-22. Adam oh, And when I, like, search my name or whatever, I got to, like, compete with the Wikipedia page about, like, this fucking tiny little microscopic germ or some shit i don't know i never really even looked some into COVID it like that. type shit yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know so uh when how, how was covid for you though like did, did covid i, I know there's like a bunch of references to it on your most recent project and shit like, <laughs> it was at the front of your mind uh boy I, I was on tour when covid came so nigga we had our last show in atlanta and nigga that shit was over we had to drive back from atlanta I stopped in Vegas because Vegas wasn't shut down yet. Was gambling like a motherfucker. Went back home. Thought that shit was going to be fake. And that shit been around forever now. Really? Yeah. Damn. Wait, did you ever let it slow you down too much or did you keep moving around? Uh, nah, that ain't so much. That ain't really what slowed me down. You feel me? Uh, it fake way did, but like, you feel me? It ain't like really stopped the work ethic. It just kind of stopped like, damn, I was... I have these songs that I don't want slept on, so I want to perform them. Mm. So now that now that I can't perform them, that's what's, like, slowing me down, you feel me? Because I'm feeling like certain shit is getting looked over because I'm dropping while we in the house, you feel me? But mm. that's all. Yeah, it's weird because in a lot of ways, I feel like nothing changed for me because I kept coming here and kept doing interviews and shit. But then at the same time, like, I barely like been to some public shit over the course of the past <laughs> year, year and a half. Like I barely like been to some video shoots. There ain't been that many video shoots. There ain't been parties, etc. Now I'm so used to not leaving the house that it's kind of hard for me to even imagine what's gonna be like getting really social again. You know? I mean, shit, niggas is outside though. When, oh yeah. When COVID hit, niggas went to Texas, and niggas mm. then when Vegas opened up, niggas went to Vegas. So. You feel me? I ain't really been feeling like it was COVID. It's COVID. You feel me? I was, like I said, I be gambling like a motherfucker. So I, I was in, I was in Vegas going crazy. What's the most you ever lost in a night gambling? Man, I ain't going. It wasn't really a night, but I remember when I went out there, I was on some, I was on a back-to-back streak, and they got me for like twenty thousand, bruh. Wow. And like on a like wake up, go get hit for this, then go get some more money. Got hit the next day, then try to hit before my flight, and they got me together. And then that was like, all right, boy, I'm finna, I'm finna slow down for a minute. And then, but I was going crazy. It was a minute where. 
I was just having nigga stacks of dough on me. Not I don't I don't be touching my bank account, and I was just have stacks of dough on me, all from dice in the streets and, and gambling. You feel me? I just would. It was just gambling money every day. I never used no other type of money for like a couple months. So really, the twenty that got me for it was like shit that I was hitting them for. You feel me? Right. Yeah. But when you're playing dice on the street, you feel like there's a lot more ways for you to sort of make things go your way rather than a casino where it's all by the books. Nah, I you mean throwing the, the dice at a weird angle and shit. I don't know what in the doing. streets. I could I could punk a nigga to keep shooting if yeah, he get my yeah, money. Yeah. You feel me? But at the tables, I could bet a hard six. You feel me? I could I could bet the 12. I feel a horn coming. You feel me? I could bet a, a straight eight. You feel me? Like, I could... It's hella bet, so I be feeling like I could fuck with it. But I've been on Baccarat lately. I don't really... Mm. I, I kind of shook the dice because you got to be, like, drunk to play, shoot dice. Like, if you ain't, if you sober, like, you be getting smacked, bro, because, like, you ain't vibing. And when the table quiet, you get hit. Like, every time, that shit irritating as fuck. I could tell you got the degenerate gambler soul in you right there. Like, yeah, I could just hear know, it in your voice that you're a little, like, you like it a little too much. I do. And then a nigga <laughs> might come from the back, and then he they'll send the nigga from the back to buzz us. Right. And nigga might say some weird shit. Nigga might have to knock this nigga out because this nigga done walked up and was like, oh, I wouldn't bet that. And a nigga like that, it'd be like, boy, we'll beat your motherfucking ass. Like, you knocked I, the dude out in the casino? Nah, we ain't knocked the <laughs> nigga out in the casino. I ain't gonna say all that. But it's just, it's been a lot of times where a nigga done been in the casino and it been like, damn, like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, me and my niggas let us say, like, he did it to himself. That's one of my favorite phrases. Cause it's like, a nigga will really come and then we'll be like, man, they sent him. Cause it's like, boy, this nigga done walked up. Just to play with me, you feel right. me? Walk up, sit right next to me, and just be talking. And I'd be like, oh, my God, niggas be asking to get knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Fuck. Yeah, I just play poker, so I'm kind of, like, out of the loop of, of the, the the emotional highs and lows of playing, like, dice and shit, where you could really, like, lose everything you got in, like, a moment. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how to play poker. I play poker on Red Dead Redemption, the game, for sure. But <laughs> That's pretty I, much what it's like. I played it on there a little bit, too. Yeah, I don't know how to play real poker, but shit, you know, I learned, though. Yeah, it's all good. Um, okay, so in terms of, like, where you feel like you're at in your career, what, like, what has you excited at this point? What do you feel like is going to be the shit that's going to help you take it to the next level? Let's, let's strategize. Uh, man, bro, I feel like everybody say that shit, but I just feel like, shit, I'm the best out, bro. Like, niggas don't be talking about the same shit that I'm talking about, bro. Like, I'm not just talking about popping niggas, bro. I talk about real shit, bro. I could talk about gaining wealth, bro. I talk about, you feel me, protecting yourself, like, taking care of what matters, your family, like, all that, bro. Like, and niggas need a narrative from a nigga that's really been through everything, bro. I've been through everything a nigga could name except being shot, but I done been shot at countless times, you feel me? But it's just like, man, like, bro, I done felt all that, bro. I done felt never coming home from jail. I done felt everything. So when you hearing it, bro, from a young nigga standpoint, where I'm only 22, bruh, and I feel 50, bruh, and I, I give older niggas advice, bruh, you feel me? Like, I be trying to teach niggas how to buy houses. Like, I just bought my first house, bro. Wow. You feel That's me? Dope. Like, I be just trying to teach people what to do. Like, I feel like I go through certain shit, and people that go through certain shit are supposed to teach people so they don't go through that shit. Or you supposed to, nigga, shit, develop next society. Like, I ain't saying be Jesus Christ, but, like, you feel me? Like, pass down knowledge, bro. Like, and I rap about knowledge and real shit. And I get that shit from, like, Nas and shit like that, too. Like, mm -hmm. I know he was heavy on that, talking about, like, you, black empowerment and all that, you feel me? And that's what I feel like is some real shit. Talk about what you've been through. Talk about the street shit and everything. And then you got to also slip shit that'll help a nigga make shit get, make people get through hard times get through jail make that shit that the niggas in the pen listen to make that shit that shit uh a baby mama might be listening to make that shit that a depressed nigga might be listening to you feel me so they could feel us you feel me like do you feel like you you would feel like you were selling yourself short if you just rapped about gangster shit for, yeah. the, for the rest of your life knowing that there's probably a lot of fans who that's kind of what they want to hear from you right now yeah but that's not just raw talent though mm -hmm. like all the best all the best artists rap about a lot of stuff bro not just that of course people want to hear that so you reel them in with that and then you talk about real shit also bro like 
nobody's gonna just be the biggest artist just talking about shooting a nigga every line. That's impossible, bro. Mm -hmm. That's not gonna happen, you feel me? And shit, some people just gotta realize that shit. Niggas be weak as fuck. Yeah, definitely. Do you uh, go back to where you're from frequently, or, or is it too high pressure to even be in a situation out there? Uh, hell yeah, like a motherfucker, like, shit, it was a, it was a time where, like, niggas was telling me why is you here? Cause like I would just be at the park shooting dice every day. You mm. feel me? And then like you feel I just kind of got shit. A couple niggas was on the phone with me telling me like, man, you need to focus. Like it ain't nothing. There ain't no love out here, bro. Like just do your do your Dougie. And like ever since then, I kind of and I have my son too. So like you feel me? I've been a lot like taking care of my son, trying to be there for my son. I ain't have no daddy myself. So you know, recently it been like, all right, fuck that shit. You feel me? I love the trenches, though, but it just be like, man, fuck that shit sometimes. You got to take care of what matters because some people want you to treat them better than you'll treat your own son. You feel me? So. Could you believe when you saw YG pulling up to your old neighborhood? Yeah, that's crazy. That's I'm crazy, saying, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, didn't, I wouldn't have thought about it, but Trevor was just kind of telling me. He's like, bro, I've never seen a fucking rapper as big as him pull up over there. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Sacramento, period. Like, the whole Sacramento scene, like, we don't, we for sure got it hard because it's like we in this bubble where it's like, we already be it's kind of hard for us because the Bay Area already, and then people that aren't from here, from here think that sack be the Bay when they're hella far, mm. and then we got a bubble to break out the Bay, then we got to break out a sack. Mm. Then we got to break out as gang members and all that shit. So it's a lot of shit, like shit that you be fighting, you feel me? Like trying to get out of a low-ass place like that. Then our city haters, you feel right, me? So the, it's the like... hate within you the, got, the rappers yeah, so alone. You, yeah, exactly. So like you got a lot of shit to, to break out of, you feel me? But shit, that shit make niggas the strongest, you feel me? Mm, definitely. Uh, do you, you getting drunk as fuck when you're out gambling? I forgot I wanted to ask that before. Yeah, you got. You can't get too <laughs> drunk. Part of it. You can't get too drunk because you get too drunk, you gonna lose all your money because you ain't gonna know how to stop. But mm -hmm. you gotta be feeling it though in your heart because if if you a little tipsy, you gonna go crazy. You just gotta keep talking. The quiet man always get hit. Mm -hmm. You gotta talk. You gotta talk shit. You gotta ask the dealers what they trying to bet. What y'all wanna bet? Oh, he hating on me. Let me hit this for you. You uh -huh. feel me? That's that's how you hit for real. I feel it. Um, <laughs> when you were talking about how it's kind of. Like you don't have the same desire to be in the streets and stuff with your kid, I mean that that really does like change the equation that's going on in your brain about what you want to do with your time once you have this kid and you just know he needs some fucking hours of your attention, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a little you like you feel me, and I just be looking at him like man, like bro, I, I felt like I had no love, so I was just on some bro, like I don't know nothing else, like I convinced myself that I wasn't worth nothing. So it doesn't matter if I go to jail for life. That's how I was feeling growing mm. up. So I would never want him to feel like I'm not worth nothing. Like we're in a world where you can make get rich off anything, bro. You feel me? Anything you you put your heart to, nigga, you'll get rich off of. I'm just can't wait to be able to like, you feel me, give him the knowledge that I got, you feel me, coming up and putting hard work into something I believed in, you feel me? Yeah, for sure. Like, but it's crazy too when you think about it, because I'm sure your mom wanted you to know that. Like, I'm sure your mom wanted you to know how valuable your life was. Yeah. But there's something about being like a young man where it's very hard to just accept what your parents tell you. You kind of got to go out there and figure it out for yourself, right? Yeah, she for sure, of course, wanted me to be big. But it's like what America do is like they'll hypnotize like of foreigners on like to make it seem like not even just foreigners like just the generation before all of us where every parent feel like do this go to college and do this but it's like to me i just feel i feel like that shit's entrapment i feel like if you take the same years you're going to college to read on exactly what you want to do with mm -hmm. your life you will be more successful than you just going to get that degree. If you study what you want to do for two years and put your full heart into it, you will be richer. You feel me? Half us rich ass niggas ain't go to college. You feel me? Mm. Yeah. So it's just, I don't be, I, I just don't really go for it. I ain't going to tell my son not to go to college, but I'm going to tell my son, if you believe that you could do something, go a hundred. You feel me? Like really put your shit into that and, and don't never hate a struggle. Cause when you hate the struggle, that means you you just seek the reward and you don't seek your struggle and if you don't enjoy your struggle then what you're doing is not for you yeah like i feel like each generation has a different idea of what college should be yeah. and like my parents generation like the way that they thought with me was like 
you graduate high school, you go to college. What for? Doesn't matter. You got to go to college for something. It doesn't matter if you feel like you understand yes. yet. Like yeah. pick a fucking major out of a hat and, yeah. and study that or, or do general stuff in the, in the meantime. Which, I mean, I do see the value. Like, if your family has enough money to send you to college and it's not important for you to just get a job right away, that might be a place where you could learn a lot about what you want to do with the rest of your life. But for, like, a poor kid who doesn't necessarily know what he wants to do, to just put yourself into that much debt to just learn some random skill that you don't even know if it's going to be useful by the yeah. time you get out of college, because that happens all the time. Yeah, exactly. That people go to school for some kind of journalism or, or a, a skill, a technological thing, and the field just isn't even there by the time they get out. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, I got countless homies that went to went to school and be feeling like fuck fuck that shit at the end, bro. You feel me? And it just be like I said, I'll never tell a nigga not to go, but if you just put your passion into something, bro, you could be bigger than what you think. You know what I mean? Following them guidelines, that shit set us up for shit shit that I don't got no I don't got no business doing that shit. So Bro, and I've had employees who had like crazy like six figure student loan debt. And, bro, it is very hard for you to be, like, a happy, relaxed yeah. person when you're giving half the money you're making in a month to your yeah. fucking debt and you feel like you're still not going to be out of that shit for 20 years. Yeah, it creates stress, but shit. Like, America make money off stress, so mm. I just feel like that's that's them people playing, you feel me? For sure. Um, okay, so you planning on dropping anything soon? Any any big plans in the works? Hell yeah. Album coming. Album finna come out right around the corner. Uh, man... Shit, I feel like I'm finna drop my best work, to be honest. Like, I really, shit, I, I feel like I found myself hella good. Like, you feel me? I found what I want to do, what I want to talk about. And I'm at the perfect age and, and point in growth where I'm going to talk about it all. So, yeah, man, that shit. Next shit that's coming is going to go crazy. And it's right around the corner. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you've had some big fucking songs and you're still young as fuck. So, I yeah. mean, have you ever gotten frustrated and felt like shit, like, Maybe, you know, like, 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 I've, I feel like even being that young, has there ever been times where you just felt like, fuck, like, is this shit not going to work out? Or have you always managed to sort of have that faith in yourself? Man, shit, like, every, all the time, you always mm. will get, like, a doubt where you be like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? You feel me? But it's like, shit, it's this or nothing at the end of the day, bro. I can't go do nothing else. I can't get a job. Like, you feel me? Mm. Nigga get shot at work. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like, this is just what it is, man. Like, this the this this what I'm supposed to do. This what I'm doing. Like, this what I'm here to do. For sure. So, well, you're super talented. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming through and having a conversation with us, man. For sure. Thank you, man. Yeah, much love. Love. Appreciate you. Shoot again, Coney. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate you, man. Well...